0: Since you're heading that way, how about getting into the mix? Good tunes, good times, and sharing some thoughts along the way. See y'all, on the other side, always be you,
1: for you. It's a huge shit sandwich and we're all gonna have to take a bite. Friday done snuck up on me. It happened so fast, I didn't even have the time to have my head spin. PS Universe, welcome to... PS, you got the mix right here on this Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, wherever you are in this crazy world, this crazy universe. Hey, we've been talking a lot about calendars and events and time, so how about today we start off with something a little bit more slow for y'all, a little bit more calming if you will. How about some Pink Floyd and time? i oh. Remember now, November is the time for the folk hero, the hobos, the ones that rode the rails, the ones that lived in the world and showed us that we can get along, share, just have a life outside of the normal standards of society and culture. One of the main things we talked about was the influence of music and musicians that sung these folk songs. And we started off with Woody Guthrie. And y'all know who we be talking about, the father of Oliver Guthrie. And it's coming. And if you know, you know. (laughs) Because I know. But have you ever heard of a man called Utah Phillips? Now, he's done quite a bit of, like, comedy songs, folk songs, along those ways. And we go back in the day. And there was one that was really popular, I'm not sure if it was mainstream popular, but it was really a great, great story, great comedy bit, great song, you know, whatever you want to call it, and it's called Moose Turd Pie. And when I heard this song several years ago, I actually applied it to my life, and I'll explain it after this jam. Actually, it's more of a story than a jam, but y'all listen to it. It's just great stuff. I'll tell you about the worst job I ever had in my life worst job i ever had in my
2: life was working for the for the uh was it the santa fe yeah it was the santa fe railroad south of las vegas nevada yes that's the old mormon muddy mission you see it's way out in what the navajos call the boonies You're out in the desert now the job was gandy dancing now gandy dancing used to be in the old days gandy dancing was uh, when the irish were building the railroad Uh, Of course, the first transcontinental railroad was built by Irish laborers, and they used these long-handled shovels called uh, Irish banjos that were made by the Gandhi Shovel Company of Chicago. Now, the Irish laborer would take the wide end of the shovel when he could find it, and he would (laughs) jam it in under a rail or a tie, and he would climb out on the long handle, do a little jig step out there, and that would lever the tie up or the rail up, and you push gravel in underneath it and tamp it down, and that levels the roadbed, see? That's what gandy dancing is, leveling the roadbed so the damn train doesn't fall off as it goes by, which is just a big drag for everybody. <laughs> now, they don't do gandy dancing the normal way anymore, see, uh, like they did in the old days. Nowadays, they run three cars out on the line. They run a box car out there that's... Uh, A bunk car, you sleep in it. Got bunks in there 18 inches apart. And then you got a tool car with your tamping irons and your tongs and and your double jack hammers and spikes and all of that equipment, see, to do the job. And then you got a cook car. I mean, there's no restaurants anyplace around, so you got a cook car. Pots and pans and a coal or wood-burning stove and a long table down the middle to eat at. Only thing they don't hire is a cook. That's because they're cheap. Saves them money. Rule is that in that crew, they're supposed to pick among their own members who's going to be the cook. Now, they don't try to do it sensibly, like draw lots or decide who the best cook is. What they do is they wait and find out who bitches and whines and pisses and moans the most about the cooking. And they say, all right, wise guy, you think you can do better, you get to be the cook. Well, that was me, see. (laughs) Old alligator mouth. The new man on the crew, and that was the worst food I'd ever had. I mean, it was dog-bottom pie and pheasant sweat and <laughs> otter water. comes out of an otter. It's a terrible, terrible stuff. Some people might think it's a delicacy, but I thought it was garp. <laughs> so I complained, and they said, all right, wise guy, you get to be the cook. That made me mad, because I didn't want to cook. But I knew if anybody complained about my cooking, that they were going to have to cook, <laughs> armed with that knowledge. I sallied forth over the muddy river. I was walking around among the cheat grass and bunch grass there, and I looked down. and there was just a hell of a big moose herd. Biggest damn moose herd. that was a real steamer damn.
0: <laughs> I looked
2: down at that meadow wafer. And I said to myself Self I'm gonna bake up A big moose turd pot
0: Cause if anybody
2: Complains about my cooking They're gonna have to cook So I tipped that Pasture pastry up on edge I got my shit together So to speak And I started rolling it Down toward the old cook car balloon. I got it down there and leaned it up against the side And I climbed up in the cook car And I baked up a hell of a big pie shell And I baked that moose turd in it As slick as you please And I crimped the edges with my thumbs And laid strips of dough across it And garnished it with a sprig of parsley A little paprika It was beautiful Poetry on a plate And I served it for dessert Waiting for the first hint of a complaint well this giant dude come in, about five foot forty, I mean he was big, <laughs> throwed himself down like a fool on the stool, picked up his fork, took a big bite of that moose turd pie. Well he threw down his fork and he let out a beller and he yelled, My God, that's moose turd pie. <laughs> it's good though. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I took that same philosophy and applied it to my life. So if I'm, let's say, cooking dinner, and someone complains about it, well, fuck it, if you don't like what I'm cooking, it's your turn to cook. If I'm doing the dishes, and you complain about how I clean the dishes, well, motherfucker, listen here, here's the soap, here's the rag, here's the water, you wash the motherfucking dishes. Anything that I do in this world... If you can do it better, you do it better. But that's just a great song there. Now, on to what we got to do. And I'm going to play one of the funny ones for y'all. But Arlo Guthrie. Y'all know this time of the year, the biggest thing out there is one of the greatest ballads in the world. But today, we're not doing that one. We're going to do this right here instead. Because I I want to tickle. (laughs) I want to pickle. And do you want to ride... On uh, P.S. You got the mix. Of course you do. That's why you tuned in. So let's have a little brother, Earl Guthrie, and we'll see y'all after this jam.
3: I'd rather ride on my motorcycle And I saw Ray There was only one thing Ray could say Was "I I don't Last week I was on my bike Running to a friend named Mike Running to a friend named Mike Mike no longer has a bike He cries I don't want a be good. I just want to ride my bike
1: be here for this weekend. I hope y'all have a great time. Be safe. Be you for you. And y'all come back Monday. I got something planned. And also tune in to P.S. After Dark on Wednesday because we're going to have a conversation about the Gen Xers that for some reason that seems to me there's something off with these people. I'm one of them. So I'm I'm seeing things. I'm seeing patterns and I'm seeing connecting the dots there's something out there let's have a conversation about it on wednesday i love y'all always be you for you real reverend fried daddy out of here from the (laughs) the lost ship the cave the mind of reverend fried
0: daddy